take a moment to admire the fact that I just hit a fairway. There's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? And where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Oh! Jordan, he's done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open champion. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Fairy Finders. It is episode number 77. We are going to do an early Masters uh, podcast. We're all very excited. And of course, we had to bring in one of the heavy hitters of the industry, Mr. Lawrence Donigan, who's <laughs> laughing at himself here. Um, yeah. So yeah, S- Steve, I know you wanted to give a little bit of an intro there on uh, on Lawrence, so I would pass it over to you. Well, bro, where, where do you start with this guy? I'm, like you, usually with our guests, it's easy easy enough to introduce him. So do you go with the the Scottish guy who's buzzing off uh, off Spain's two or sorry Scotland's two 0 win over Spain yesterday? Do you go with uh, the former uh, the former journalist at the uh, the Guardian and the Scotsman? Uh, the former bass player, the future uh, full swing star coming up in about maybe two or three years, um, depending on how the golf careers go. Um, former caddy and now uh, the host of, of uh, and the, the big dog at McKellar Magazine. We are joined by Lawrence Donegan. Um, Lawrence, how are you? Oh, my. I'm blushing where where do stage. we start? Yeah, where do we start? What, what's the highlight well, of? For, from well, di- obviously last night. I mean, come on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I Max Austin absolutely ruining Spain. Really incredible. Yeah. Well, Congratulations. I, yeah, no, it was absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. Uh, great bounce back. I think, was it 3-0 we lost to? Uh, yeah, I think we did tie not so we long ago. Had, you. Yeah, we oh. battered you in Dublin. Yeah, and you yeah, bet us Michael, in Hampton. Michael Albafemi pinged one from about 30 yards, and you, you got trounced that night. And we thought it was a... It was the, a dawn, but it was a false dawn as an Irish well, fan. Actually, that, I think the, France, the the result against France wasn't bad. Um, the uh, yeah, no, that that's brilliant. Uh, long suffering. I went to my first Scotland game in nineteen. I'll never forget it. Nineteen seventy eight. I think I was well, very young. My brother took me, and it was a. We were going to win the World Cup. I don't know if people remember. We were going to win the World Cup nineteen seventy eight. Ali McLeod was the manager. And I went. I uh, be my brother. It was Wales. It was a friendly just before we left for Argentina, and Willie Donaghy scored an own goal from Man City. Man City uh, fullback scored an own goal from about thirty-five yards. Passed it back to the goalie. The goalie was scratching his arse or looking maybe at his <laughs> wife in the stands or something. So uh, yeah, lots of ups and downs. But that was a. Uh, I was actually sorry. This is meant to be a golf podcast, but I was uh, the last time. The last time we beat Spain was nineteen eighty-four. Kenny Douglas scored twice. I was at that game. Believe it or not, so um, so yeah, one of my one of my absolute idols, apart from yeah. yourself, of course. Actually, I've got a great. Actually, we're going to podcast about the Masters. I've got a great uh, Kenny Dalglish Masters story. Go got, maybe we'll leave it. Oh well, uh, on, let's do it, please. Right, this is fantastic. This is phenomenal. No, it's not really. I thought it was phenomenal. <laughs> Kenny Dalglish, my boyhood, boyhood hero, the first match I ever went to. Uh, I can't remember how old it was. It was a testimonial for a guy called Frank Beatty who played for Kilmarnock. Frank Beatty grew up in the village where my grandparents were. Uh, so we went to my uncle Jim, uncle Jim took me to this uh, testimonial at Kilmarnock. 7-2, Kenny Dalglish scored all seven goals. So Jesus. Right, but but so over the years, this kind of went into my mind and it was uh, um, oh, Celtic won 8-2 and Kenny Dalglish scored six goals. So that's, that's what it, so whenever I told that story, that was the story I told. So anyway, fast forward to the, it was a 2015 Masters, I'm 16, I can't remember. And 
me and Matt Dickinson, the chief sports writer at the Times, are walking across the eighth fairway, and lo and behold, who's coming the other way? Kenny Douglas. I don't know Kenny Douglas. Uh, and Dicko says, Kenny. Kenny Douglas goes, Dicko. Chat, 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 chat. Anyway, so I was like, fucking, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then we go, uh, that night we got for a pizza in Augusta, downtown Augusta, such so that it is, and we're in the pizza place, and who comes in? Kenny Douglas and his wife. And guess who they sit next to? Me and Dicko <laughs> at the Masters. Two hours having pizza with Kenny Douglas. And amongst, I kept on saying to his wife, Douglas was a Rangers fan when I was a kid. I said, mm-hmm. I said to Marlene, I said, why did you marry this? He's a Rangers fan. Why did you marry <laughs> this guy? But uh, anyway, so I bring up, eventually I have the courage to say, Kenny, you, my first ever game, Celtic game, 8 2, you score six goals. No, son, seven goals. 7 2, wasn't he? 8 2. Right. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> remember, I mean, some. Yo, nothing testimonial game. Anyway, so Kenny Douglas, my boy. I, I, I met him a few years ago, and not to riff on Kenny Douglas, but I was the same as you. I was starstruck. So oh. I was a fan. Met him at Aintree in Grand National Day. I was doing. I was working for Ladbrokes at the time, and it was the year that the year of the the Gerard slip. But this was about three weeks before that happened. We're all bouncing, thinking we're going to win the league, and I said to him, Kenny, come here. Myself and three Irish fellas were massive yeah. reds coming over for the last game of the season for the parade, blah, blah. We've nowhere to stay. Can we stay with the you? Parade. I was just yeah. like, oh, hey, hey. Let me just talk to Marina and make sure it's all right. Sorry, I butchered that Scottish accent. I started off well. Um, I'll just talk to Marina and just make sure that it's grand with her. And she just gave the thumbs up. And uh, yeah, just even such a gent. Just, just. Yeah. Do you know what I always think? His two kids are, you know, I don't know if I've had a lot of interaction, but the kids are amazing. Like Paul, the son, and the daughter. Yeah. Uh, Kelly, Kate, Kelly. Kelly. Oh, Kelly. Yeah. Kelly yeah. Kate's now. Yeah, yeah. She's an yeah. incredible broadcaster yeah. as well. She's yeah, and really, you know, just a, yeah. Really, what struck me was, like, didn't left high school, obviously very young and all that, but just so smart. Mm-hmm. Like, just, you know, in a conversation, ugly, he is so smart. Yeah. So, and you're saying high school there, Lawrence, you've been completely Americanized oh, now from, uh, that, uh, yeah. from your roots. Secondary, I don't know what you call it. Secondary, I, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Secondary, oh, school, yeah. secondary to us. Well, I would say I went to St. Borden's High School. I never oh, went to St. Borden's. Yeah, fair enough. Secondary. Maybe it's high okay. school in Scotland. Okay. Then, yeah, fair enough. Um, but before we get uh, cracking into some Masters talk, Lawrence, can you give us an update on the, the young lad, uh, Niall, Niall Shields Donegan? I think he's uh, he's gone off to school. Um, yeah, that's right. Uh, this is, uh, again, lots of great young golfers. Niall's just another kid. He's going off to play at Northwestern. Northwestern's a school in Chicago. It's where, Chicago, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, where Luke Donald went. Uh, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick was there for a little while before he. <laughs> Matt Fitzpatrick went there, won the US Amateur, went back to do a maths test, and thought, "Hang on a minute." These <laughs> <laughs> yeah. numbers don't add up. Yeah, so uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, but he still, I mean, he still keeps a link to the school, and he's still very much into school. And um, so he's going off to Northwestern on a golf scholarship. Um, so that'll be good. He'll be, I keep on saying to him, you know, next year, because the, the merger now, you can see it. So this PGA Tour University thing that they've got in the States, your top 10 guys in college get, you know, straight into the Corn Ferry Tour, get Corn Ferry Tour cards. There's a lot of go- college golf on the Golf Channel now in the States. There's a lot of guys, watch it. I mean, I'm sure you guys probably know this, uh, Ludwig, Ludwig Aberg. It's a Swedish guy, yeah. 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 Unbelievable. Made, well, made he it. so well. Yeah, and what what the technique's unbelievable. So, I mean, they're, they're, and I keep on saying to him, you know what, you know, if you want to go and play in your TikTok or whatever, 
<laughs> By the way, you're playing Ludwig Gabbard next year. And he is. Yeah. I mean, he is. You're, is you're, you're playing you're playing Gordon Sargent. This kid, unbelievable. When, when the NC2As is a freshman, Gordon Sargent at Vanderbilt. By, by the way, 194 mile an hour ball speed. Listen, you want to, you know, it's you want already. to, it's already, and you, That's... you know, and you, you want to spend another half hour on TikTok. Well, guess what? Gordon Sargent isn't, isn't on TikTok. Trust me. Yeah. Um, you've, got, you've got Michael Torbjornsson, who has already kind of made a bit of a splash when he arrives yeah. as an amateur. Yeah. Austin Greaser is another one. Yeah. Uh, Actually, yeah. Um, uh, what's his, I think, uh, no, Torbjornsson was leaving in Dubai after th- two or three, yeah. I think the second round. Yeah, it's a Stanford event uh, this week starts tomorrow. Uh, the Goodwin, which is at Harding Park, and Thorbjornsson's at Stanford. So, me and the wee man will probably uh, nip, nip over and watch a couple of hours of golf. It's fantastic. I, I'm a big advocate. I go on about it all the time about you know, amateur golf is free to go. Uh, your college golf is free to go and watch. You can walk down 10 yards behind the players because. You can walk ten yards down the fairway behind the player and watch him hit his shots. I mean, some of the best shots I've ever seen have been at college college golf events because you're watching golf from behind down the line. You can see the ball flight, you can see the trajectory. You're not like forty yards away off to the side behind a rope. Yeah, um, yeah. And, which, and about and about sixty camera phones as well. Yeah, well, yeah. There, there is that as well. So you're talking Michael Thorbjornsson. Tomorrow I'll be ten yards behind him, watch him hit a one of the greatest shots ever. There's a kid called Sandy Scott, really good Scottish player. He's turned pro now, but he was like five in the world. We were down at Pebble Beach. Uh, Vanderbilt have a tournament at Pebble Beach every year. And on the 18th of, at Pebble, Sandy Scott, two, I can't remember what it was, 259 or something, um, into the 18th, three woods, you know, draw the pins back left. That's just an unbelievable shot. And you get, I've, just, I mean, I look at it quite often on my phone. Uh, it's just this. <laughs> But you're watching golf from down the line. It doesn't get any better than that. So yeah. I'm looking for. I'm glad you you mentioned Thor Bjornsson. We'll, we'll go watch him. So Niall will be playing Thor Bjornsson next year. So he better get his. Uh, he better, yeah. better be ready. Yeah. Um, well, no pressure on him, Lawrence, as a as a, a British guy going to Northwestern, following in the footsteps of uh, Matt Fitzpatrick and, and Luke Donald. So he's either going to be Ryder Cup captain or, or U.S. Open champion. So you, you can take yeah, your pick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no pressure, no pressure. You can have world number one as well if you want it. Yeah, That's actually, just one thing, actually, really quickly, um, just leading on to. I know we're speaking about uh, amateur uh, golfers. I saw. Donica, you tweeted about this young guy called Daniel Bennett. I don't know, I know, I know Lawrence, if you've, if, if, you've seen, if you've heard about this. Have you seen this? Yeah, I saw it this morning. It's absolutely a insane. A bit of context. Week. So I got this through um, uh, the, the James Hart Dupree, who hits it a mile. We follow him. Um, so this guy, it's the under-19s. Uh, championship in South Africa, yeah. And Daniel Bennett is has led it, has won it at 34 under par. <laughs> and the next best score is Matthew Lots with a very respectable 13 under par. Yeah. So he's won by 22 shots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the yeah, uh, and by the, the way, by the way, I saw on a golf course where they had a European tour event last year, so it's not. Yeah, you know, it's, it's it track. wasn't a pitch and putt. It's a proper track. Yeah, you got 34 under, and then the humans are 13 under, 12 under, 10, 2, 9, 8, 7. Yeah, so this guy just... Um, Daniel Bennett, remember the name. If you're his dad, surely you're backing him to win a Grand Slam before he's 30. Uh, what a crazy few days yeah. ago. He, actually, he also, he plays in uh, Ontario. Just really? Really? 
his, uh, guy, his current cl- he's he's South African but he currently yeah. lives in Ontario and his current uh club is Silver Lakes Country Silver Club Lakes. which is which is in Whitby Ontario I believe I could be wrong oh, but yeah. it, it is it is on in Ontario yeah so shout out uh yeah the uh to be honest guys the be the in and around that a little bit the standard of junior golf Praise. elite amateur golf is just incredible my only thing about these you know, the kid like Daniel Bennett, I don't know the kid, don't know his background or whatever, but uh, obviously a f- phenomenal player. To be that good, that young, you just wonder how monomaniacal th- this lifestyle is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know, is he doing anything else other than golf? And there's two problems with that. One is uh, it's just over overuse, you know, mm-hmm. repetition over, you know, it can lead to injuries. I mean, it's okay. Stacey Lewis said this amazing thing. Um, the the uh, the American golfer. You, nobody needs to be the best in the world at the age of sixteen. You don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, I think Tiger fooled everybody and Rory to a certain extent as well. You know, let's you know, let's be let's be brilliant young. Let's be mm-hmm. brilliant young. But you know, and nobody can be like Tiger. I did a story about Tiger when he was a kid. He won. This is insane. He won fifty six junior events in a row. in a role right so you know you can't you can't do it you know so you you just you look at scores like that clearly a wonderful golfer but you just i would be scared about um about you know injuries and i would be scared about just burnout well burnout well because i don't know i I certainly don't hold this assumption but i think some people do burnout can exist in any pursuit whether it's Whether it's whether you're burnt out because you're working digital marketing, whether you're burnt out because you're a journalist, whether you're burnt out because you're like politician, which means you lie for a living. Yeah. Um, even if it's something that people would be the envy of the of of anyone, like it's yeah. the, a musician, you've got background in that. Burnout's a real thing. And this modern world where we're totally drowning in information and in 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 pushing ourselves to all sorts of degrees. Yeah, you, you, you want to make sure a guy like Daniel Bennett has a really good bunch of people around him. One, yeah. keep him grounded. Two, you know, keep him in the perspective that there's more outside, there's more to the world than just golf, even though yeah. it's clearly going to be a dominant thing in his life if he's that good. I mean, you know, but it's difficult. It's really difficult because I I, I see it in our own household. Our kid yeah, grew, grew up with his nose in a book. Grew up with a nose in his book, and now I haven't seen a book in his hands for God knows how long. I've, I mean, actually, he, put, he was reading enough. All his mates at school are into chess, this chess.com, whatever. So he started reading a book about Bobby Fisher. Uh, and that's the first book I've seen in his hands in two years. <laughs> uh, and he's he's in, an, he's in an environment where he's getting school rammed down his throat. He's mm-hmm. getting grades rammed down his throat. And he's pretty good, to be fair. But it's a, it's a very, very... Fine balance, it's, and nobody gets it right. I don't care. No, you know, you, I, I may come on your podcast and pretend that we get it right, but we do not get it right because yeah. it's just impossible. Because it's always moving. You're dealing with young minds, young bodies. But I've credit to Daniel, whatever he's Daniel Bennett. What Daniel Bennett. one to watch? We'll, we've 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 name checked him now on the podcast before anyone else, so uh, yeah. we can we can be there saying that you know we saw yeah. him way before the first album. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Time will tell. Well, why don't we swing from um <clears throat> from one end of the game to the other and let, let's chat a little bit of uh, a little bit of Masters that's coming up next week. Personally, my own favorite tournament. There's there's so much on the line this week. And um, whether you're looking at the the live golfers who are now playing 
against the PGA golfers. You're looking at uh, obviously a course steeped in history. And um, just just to run through for for any of our listeners that might not be so acquainted, um, just the previous winners, um, the last let's say three four years. Um, so Scotty Scheffler is our defending champion, 22. Hideki won it in 2021. Um, Dustin Johnson won the uh, I think it was the November Masters back in 2020 because of COVID. And then we had our boy Tiger Woods, 2019. Um, one, of, one of the greatest moments in, up there, the greatest moments in golf. Greatest comeback of all time. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm, not, 16, I'm not having it otherwise. <laughs> yeah. 16 to one shot, Tiger Woods winning it um, in 2019. So um, I saw something this, uh, this week in terms of, um, from a betting standpoint, that you could get two to one odds on one of Rory, Scotty Scheffler, or John Ram winning the the Masters this year. So, Lawrence, not to put you on the spot, but yeah. is that a, a dead sort of a bet, or do you think there's more to the field than than just those three at the top of uh, top of the world rankings? Well, I, I think it's a pretty good bet. I don't think it's very good value. No, it's definitely not. It's, yeah, but um, it's, who's going to be one any one of those three? Mm. I mean, well, look at the. To, Sorry, to be go fair, on. I can I can I can fire off the like top ten if you want, and then we can maybe talk right, about that. Okay. Of course, we've gone. Scotty Scheffler, uh, Roy McIlroy, and John Ram all around the seven, eight to one. You then have a big gap then out to Jordan Speed at eighteen to one. Uh, Cam Smith, Patrick Cantlay, JT all at twenty to one, and then you have Colin Morikawa, uh, Xander Schauffele, Jason Day at twenty twos. And you have Cam Young, Ma- uh, Max Homa, DJ, Tony Fino, Will Z- Zalatoris, and Sam Burns, winner of the matchway last week, uh, between 25 to kind of 32 to 1. Yeah. So they're, they're kind of top 15. The one, the one thing about the Masters is because you have a 90-man field, there's not value is kind of hard to come by at the Masters. Yeah. You yeah. just want to try and find the Masters champion. But, um, like... Um, I, I want to start the conversation. I want to, just inevitably, I want to talk a little bit about Rory, um, in terms of his trending, in terms of is this the year the Grand Slam happens? Um, last week was really interesting with the putter change. There was uh, reports that he had nineteen puts around Augusta. Lawrence, I don't know if you came across that or if that's nonsense. I, did, I, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I'm who knows? It, with, it was. I mean, salt. It was Jamie Corrigan in the in, uh, the Telegraph who brought yes. up. Yes, um, he was a fine journalist, yeah. to be fair. Yeah, well, Jamie's brilliant. No, no, well, he just heard a story. Um, and I spoke to Jamie, and he was like, well, you know, who knows? Is he, I mean, who knows? And by the way, who cares? Honestly. I mean, yeah. you're, you're hitting giggle game with your... What do you find with these... I mean, I don't know how much... Well, you guys have obviously been around a bit, but you know, guys can go out and shoot. See if you're not going out... If say Shane Lowry's not going out for a bounce game with his mates and he shoots anything worse than sixty three, you know, or these guys can shoot anything. It's they like the, uh, it's like it's like guys, um, like you guys, top fifty dart throwers in the world are probably throwing half a dozen nine dart finishes in practice. Yeah, of course they are. Yeah. So, but leave that to one side. The um, so who know who knows? It's in it's now in the mythology. Who knows? Uh, yeah. So when you, when you want to talk about Rory. Goodness me, putty great. He's always been a streaky putter, Rory. I don't know if the putter change really makes any difference. Uh, he put a line on his ball as well. Do you know what gets me though? See, uh, he was putting shit before that. Faxon was on the American TV last week. Faxon's a he drives me crazy. He uh, he always claims credit when things are going well, 
you know, so Rory's basically thrown. <laughs> no, hang on. Basically, Rory's thrown a. Faxon doesn't like a line. Uh, Faxon obviously was always, oh, this mallet putter is great for you, you know, it's great for Rory. And he turned up with a blade putter or whatever it was, a, a, a ping answer copy or whatever it was last week. And and he's still fucking at it. He's still claiming credit. You know, yeah, Rory and I, we talk about this and we talk about that. Um, so again, I don't know if the, the last week's putting performance, which was stunning for most mm-hmm. of the week, uh, really, really good. Um, but he's always been a streaky putter. Uh, obviously hitting it really well. That you know the driver change, shorter yeah. shaft. I can't believe that he was running around with a shaft that was a half an inch too long, which it clearly was. That's yeah. quite astonishing to me. So he's done that. Made, I mean, it's he, made such a monumental difference. Huge. Oh, Jesus Christ! His driving last week was off yeah. the charts. It was, it was the, scary. Uh, the, the, uh, that's an all-time drive into the, whatever the drivable par four yeah, was, isn't it? Uh, well, 18. I think it's 18. Yeah, it's 18. Yeah. yeah, carried a 349. It was downwind, but 349 is pretty decent in the year. Yeah, it's not <laughs> yeah. Bad, would it? 188 ball speed, I think it was in the end. If you look at the history of Rory at Augusta, it always comes down to, you know, can he turn a 75 into a 72? He's always going to have, you know, something at that, at that, um, at that level, with that level of scrutiny, that, that degree of difficulty, you're going to have one bad day. You, all, you just are. And ca- the whole thing is, can you turn a 75, 76, and a 71, 72? If he can do that, because he does know, you know, he is going to play well for, uh, very well for at least a couple of days. I, and it's I the think, other I think a big thing with Rory, and particularly the case with the Masters, is like, Steve is going to give me shit for this because I always bring it up. But Rory does love a backdoor top 10, top five at the Masters. And it's 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 proven, like, Masters winners, you, you can't chase. You just can't. The, the lowest place winner since 2010 at the Masters after 36 holes was Schwarzel, and he was 12th. And he still needed to birdie the final four on Sunday to win a yeah. play. It was a shot in the end. And th- that's the thing for Rory. I think the big gap between the majors, um, it builds and builds and builds. And a lot of reasons why the Masters is revered in modern times and kind of a lot of people's favourite major is just the anticipation. But I think that gets Rory too. He has to wait eight months to get back into the big time, the ones that matter. Like he often talks about going to Tiger's house and asking where all Tiger's trophies were at a PGA wins. And he's like, I, I don't fucking know. The ones that I care about are on, are open to cap. There's 50 in there and then the others are in my mom's house or whatever. So yeah. I, I think Keith to Rory, if I see Rory could shoot 69 on Thursday, but then my ears are pricking up yeah. and I and I am very, very excited. And I, I, I hope for the case of the tournament. I hope for himself. I hope for all golf fans. I hope that does happen. And we don't have this 67, 66 weekend Rory to lose by three. Yeah, well, last year, I was just, while well, you were talking, I called it up. 73, 73 in the first two days, he's done. Done. He's done. Can't, he, can't uh, from there. Yeah. yeah, and he, well, he's nine shots behind Scott Scheffler with 36 holes to go. The, uh, obviously, got, well, actually, well, let me think. I was, I was going to say Rory's four majors, two, two of them were runaways. Um, yeah. um, Valhalla, yeah, he won it in the back nine. Yeah, uh, well, congressionally, he won it in a runaway. Uh, he won the Kiwa Island. Kiwa, he runaway, yeah. everybody. And yeah. um, Valhalla, yeah, well, it was him, Mickelson, and Fowler down the end. And, and he, the, uh, the Hoy Lake was a bit of a, you know, I can't remember what his lead was on the Saturday night, but he just had to kind of cozy at home. It was a kind of a runaway, but he, he let the field come a bit back. Yeah, he's got to start strongly. He's got to make sure he doesn't let those, those runs slip. 
not so much in recent years, and certainly not so much recently. He does. My, he doesn't turn bogeys into doubles. He, he's kind of got rid of that. That was a slight habit. He, you know, he would famously 2011. He's in the trees. People forget he's in the trees. He's in the cabins on ten. He's still got a one shot lead. Yeah, uh, on the, the Sunday, or he, and then he had a whatever it was a triple. I can't remember. Um, so he, yeah, so he's got rid of that. But again, it's just what what Rory's going to show up. You know, on those days, I want to be the thing is my my fear about running away from he, he's not going to run away from Scotty Scheffler. Just not. Yeah, he's playing. He's just playing unbelievably well. Scheffler well, we, the last my, six. My weeks. argument for for Scheffler, I think there's an argument. You've got those three guys who are kind of dominating the market in most places. You've Rory and and Scotty joint favourites. Uh, look at Scotty's record for the last fourteen months. Why is Scotty not five to one? I I actually fully agree with that. I I don't understand why Scotty is is pretty much the same price as a, he, a John Ram. I think he should be way shorter, way if shorter. If you're out of those three, he should be the favorite. He in yeah, my I opinion, agree. he should be the clear favorite. So and also one thing I would say, Lawrence is, and I know I'm genuinely not trying to to uh, trigger Steve because this this does annoy Steve when I say it. But for me, and I'm going to die on this hill. Like I'm probably going to be wrong, and I accept that. I don't think Scott Rory McIlroy wins at Augusta ever. I'm, I, I said it numerous times on the nonsense. podcast. Nonsense, I don't think he does. Nonsense. I don't think he does. I think that absolute catastrophe is always in the back of his mind. And he can never start strong in the Masters. And that's there's some what crazy. There's so some that's crazy fair. I, I, I know I'm going to die on that hill and it's going to get clipped up. And that's fine. I can't wait. Yeah, I don't think Rory's going to win. If it does happen, win. there's some crazy delicious... Irony is probably the wrong word, but synergy between then him and Greg Norman, who are basically arch nemesis for the last (laughs) couple of years. There's a great, I mean, you probably heard this, but there's a fantastic story from 1996. My predecessor was the Guardian's golf correspondent, Peter Dobriner. Brilliant, brilliant writer. And he kind of knew the players in a way that guys don't know the players these days. But Saturday night, night, Augusta, in the clubhouse, uh, Norman's leading by six, and Norman's having a slash, and and Dobriner comes in, and he's having a slash. There's adjoining urinals, and Dobriner turns to Mor- uh, Norman and says, "Well, Greg, not even you can fuck this up." <laughs> <laughs> so lo and behold, uh, yeah, that that I wonder actually about. I mean, Rory's done so much since. Well, you know the the mental damage of 2011. He, two months later, he went one congressional by what, eight, nine, ten shots. Yeah. Oh, I know. Um, I agree, but also he hasn't done anything in what eight years now. Yeah, but he's done lots. He's done. Oh, sorry, everything. sorry, sorry. Major, on a major, major, major on a major yeah. side, at the end of the day, of someone of Macro's well, caliber. Can I just very quickly? Of course. Well, look at last year at the old course. I mean, the ultimate pressure, the ultimate desire to win. Right, played out of his skin, just beaten by a guy who had the greatest week of his life. Yeah, I mean, no, sometimes, I agree. sometimes in golf, you you can't. All you can do is show up, play your absolute best. You know, absorb all the pressure. Rory did that. Yeah, and yeah. you know what, Cam Smith, the a guy, a guy shoots twenty nine on the back nine on Open Championship Sunday. Yeah. Like I mean, and by the way, take his hand. <laughs> and on, I think on the Friday he hold two hundred and fifty two foot of putts. That mm-hmm. is, that is. Bonkers! Yeah, I haven't done that in four years. Well, well, yeah, exactly. Combined <laughs> and in eighteen holes, 
Phil Kenyon, the putting coach, best putting coach in the world. He Phil's got this drill. He has all these guys do. It's uh, you play, you do it five times. It's two hundred fifty foot of putts. That's what you got to do. So you go um, different holes uh, from I think it's fifteen foot or ten foot, fifty foot, twenty foot, twenty five foot, whatever. Anyway, it all adds up to two hundred fifty foot of putts. And he, his thing is, if you get over a hundred foot of putts, if you hold over a hundred foot, that's brilliant. Yeah, Cam Smith went out in the Open Championship at St Andrews on those greens, and hold two hundred and fifty-two foot of putts in one in one round. Yeah, can, can we can we talk can we talk Cam Smith actually and maybe broaden it out to just live? So we're not gonna we're not gonna talk live, but very quickly to summarize, I think we'd all agree that as a golfing product, it has not really compelled anybody uh, in terms of its competitive nature. The team thing hasn't really worked. And a lot of guys seem to be playing pretty shitty. Um, Lawrence, do you see, or well, anyone, do you see any legitimate live threats to win the Masters this year? Um, and if so, do you think that might change the live landscape? Somebody else? I'll have a go. I will say I, DJ. DJ can win the Masters, but Willie, I'm agree. not sure. He's, he's probably the only one that I will put up as a, a potential winner, just, just the way he is. But Except for Cam Smith or just TJ, sorry. Just DJ, I think, for me. Really? Oh, I think Cam Smith can definitely win. I, I, don't, think he dry, he, I don't think he's good good enough off the tee to, to I win. I don't think he needs ball. to be. Mm. Brown Augusta. Well, I mean, a lot of it is putting, but his ball flight, I'm not sure about his ball flight, Augusta. He doesn't... Try to think of a really shitty ball striker who's won at Augusta in recent years. Zach Johnson. Yeah, that's 2007, and that was a. I know. Yeah. That was a, but that, but that was a weird week. That rained an entire yeah. week. Yeah, so yeah, it was. It was really. It was yeah, strange. and and it was the golf course was goofy. I think that might have been the first year of you know the the Hootie, um, Hootie had redone the golf course. Hootie Johnson, the old chairman, had got a golf course tiger proofed. Ha ha ha! And it was a shitty golf course that year. Shitty weather. That mm. was almost like a like a freak. Zach Johnson obviously he won the Open. 2015, but yeah, Danny Willett here. Here. Danny Willett, I'm thinking 500 par in 2016. Maybe, well, maybe da, da, mm, Danny Willett is a yeah, he, it, well, he's a certainly a good ball striker, good player, actually. Danny Willett is great amateur, yeah, he's done a, had a pretty good pro, pro career, but yeah, yeah, Masters champion, yeah, absolutely. But, but yeah, but well, you wouldn't put him in the, in the Cam Smith ball striking category. But Smith, Smith's pattern. But I don't think I don't know what his record is. I haven't looked. I need to look it up. What's what's Smith's record at Augusta? I don't think. Oh, he loves uh, it. So this time last year, um, when we were doing the preview, like I, I was, I was so in love with Cam Smith for Augusta, yeah. and, I, and I, I had him backed in October, and I did it again in November, and I did it again in January, and I mean, I was, you know, I was nearly right, um, which isn't tooting the horn, but he actually, doesn't. Augusta. Well, his, I, his final group was he? excellent around Augusta. Yeah, we're, we're we're I'm talking like an absolute dick here. He's his last four masters, T51, T2, T T10, T3. So he, he obviously likes them. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So three top tens his last three. So clearly it suits him. But he's the all these lift guys, the problem is they're all undercooked. Yeah. They all so have bad. to be undercooked. And, and they're also um who was I listening to? Oh, I think was I was listening to yourself and Jeff last week talking about the live guys and talking about the fact that they've been playing Mayakoba and they've been playing Tucson. That's like the worst, the worst style of golf courses to tune up for the Masters. You can hit it off the planet on either of those tracks. It does not matter at all. So from that perspective, 
I think a DJ one. I, I, I think Wacky Neiman is a totally elite golfer as yeah. well. But I just cannot see it. And and I suppose the second question in terms of the landscape, I mean, it's an impossible question to answer. Really. It's only conjecture. But if Live Golf have like a fresh major winner, it might change things a little bit. It's going to, it yeah. Might, all of a yeah. sudden, all the media circus is following the Masters champion. He happens to play at Live Golf. He rocks up wherever they're playing the next week. But to my to my mind, the only thing that can make live compelling in the short term is to get at least one major this year. And I say at least because I, I still won't. Just no, purely from the shy, no, it's, it's still shy to watch. Like, even even the, the, the morality of it, which, which I think way, yeah, the morality is a whole other subject. But even there was a four way playoff a week ago, and it, like little to no interest in watching Danny Lee hold a pot from it. You know, it's just it's not. Um, how long can I can I ask you a question, Lawrence? Right over yeah. under two years. How long is live live golf going to last? Do you think? Um, two two oh. years from now, the twenty twenty five Masters will live golf still be going, or do you think it will cease well, to exist? Uh, I don't think it will cease to exist. Uh, I think that uh, quite a lot depends on this arbitration case. Yes, in, yeah. uh, uh, coming up this European Tour arbitration case. Uh, if live, if that goes in favour of live, then it gives them a. At least a foothold into the, you know, the official golf world rankings. The, uh, you know, and just a sort of credibility. I would be shocked if not privately, the European Tour top brass are gagging to lose that arbitration case because mm-hmm. they they have again probably not the place to go into it all, but they've been left high and dry with this proposed change in the PGA Tour <laughs> schedule. Um, Alliance is a loose term. Yeah, but uh, I I think a major champion would help a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But if you look at the history of Saudi Arabia, I mean, everybody talks about the bottomless pit of money, but I mean, they're not. They also have a, quite a, an established history of getting bored with stuff. And, yeah. you know, okay, they'll lose $2 billion on on uh, on live golf if they if they abandon it. But my goodness, what's the profit in the oil revenue in a day? $161 billion Aramco. Per, per year? The, the, yeah, in the last yeah. financial year. It's the largest profit margin in history. Right. So, um. So there, there is that. Uh, again, I mean, I'm, we're all just guessing. Yeah. Will it be around in two years? I would probably say no on balance. Yeah, I think there's just so little. I gave it a chance at the start. I was like, right, let's give this thing a go. And it's just, yeah. it's so bad. Generally, the whole thing. I, I would say, I'd say it will still be around, but I think it will be around in a very different form. I think they might try and build something from the ground up instead of to come in at the top. Well, what, what they are doing is really quite interesting. They are trying to build, and again, this takes years and years and years. They are trying to build some kind of infrastructure. So the Asian tour is pretty good. They bought the Asian tour. Yeah. And yeah. that's a pretty good schedule. If you look at the schedule, the fields aren't bad. There's going to be a live. You know, they're going to have relegation at the end of this year. They're going to have a qualifying school. They're, and the exemptions for the qualifying school are really quite smart. There's a lot of, you know, British amateur, the US amateur, the NC2A champion, they all get exemptions into the last round of qualifying. Yeah. You know, which, you know, it's really, it's quite smart. I mean, it's not exact. I mean, it's obvious, but they're doing it. So, yeah. they, I mean, I think they're, they are looking at uh, trying to build some kind of uh, infrastructure. Um, the only, sorry, Lance, yeah, the, the only thing I think gives them a chance is you look at the, uh, the feature group, which I thought was a, a funny one, the marquee group on the PGA Tour. And look, I take into account that it is the week before the Masters. Your marquee group this, this week on the, at the Valero Texas Open, uh, 
Nico uh, Echevarra, Matt Kuchar and Matt Wallace are your feature group teeing off. So I, I, I think if, if you are live golf and you've live golf Orlando happening this week, maybe you'll, you'll start to swing the tide a little bit, but um, well, even still, even still. Yeah. But by the way, that you're mentioning that, that, that welcome to the future of the PGA tour, these mm. uh, non-designated events, yeah. you know, yeah. You know, not a fan, not a fan myself wow. with this, with these top 70 players getting in and, and whatever. It's, it's basically like live golf kind of, uh, but not, not exactly live golf with the prestige of the PGA tour. Um, but, obviously it, I, it suits the top guys. Suits the top yeah, guys completely. But. but I'm, lo- I'm looking at the field for the Valera. I've got it up in front of my, in my screen here. And I, I mean, I'm interested, but I'm the ultimate golf nerd. I'm interested. I know Ben Taylor. I know his background. Yeah. You know, I'm interested. I, yeah. I know, uh, Ricky I'm Fowler. Looking, like myself, I consider myself a total golf dork and, and by virtue of the fact we have a pocket, like we are golf dorks. Yeah, it's still compelling to us, but it's not compelling to no. Ricky Fowler might carry a little bit of interest beyond, you know, it, just in general sporting circles. But apart from that, it's yeah. it doesn't no. even exist, really. Yeah, I, I, I'm, Go I, I'm, I'm got, uh, I've got my eyes on Harry Hall. My mate used to coach yeah. him at UNLV, the guy from Cornwall. Anyway, whatever. Vincent yeah. Norman, good story. But again, Vincent Norman, good story. Not very good as a junior. Went to uh, some obscure D2 college in America. Played mm. so good. Played his last year at uh, at Florida State University, one of the top schools. That's where, um, where uh, what's his face, Brooks went. Uh, turns pro, gets his tour card after a year in the Conferry Tour. Brilliant story. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, trying to explain that to Joe Blow or... One attempt I'll make is it's great to see. It's very interesting that David Carey, um, Irishman David Carey, managed to Monday qualify. So this is his first PGA Tour event. There you go. He had his misses on the bag um, while qualifying. Shot a seven under par at Fair Oaks Ranch uh, to win the first of four spots on offer. So that's cool. That's cool for Irish golf, but yeah. that's not going to move the dial. <laughs> no, I don't think it is. Didn't, didn't quite get into the feature group. Um, Although, the other, I, David Kerry does wear nice hats. Sorry. Yeah. Just talking yeah. Stick that in. No, he wears the hat important. that Homer Simpson wears when he's being a fat guy. <laughs> Super fat guy. I quite like that. Uh, right. We'll throw back to the master then, right? All so right. Sorry. Yeah, our, our third favorite. Third favorite. At, if, you, if you can be a third favorite and go under the radar. I don't hear anybody talking about John Ram um, this week. So, Great point, uh, Steve, yeah. Lawrence, do we give John Ram a squeak? Do you think he's playing well enough? Do you think he the, the core suit? So I know he plays the fade off the tee. Uh, um, oddly yeah. enough, uh, not playing very well recently. I don't know why. Well, he, he withdrew from the players' uh, food poisoning. Do you know yeah. what? I, I think he's pretty <laughs> pissed off right now. I think he's mm-hmm. pretty pissed off with the PGA Tour. He, I mean, his stuff on when that schedule was announced and he, you know, He's not. He doesn't. Doesn't yeah, look he happy. Was, he was oh, not a happy was, boy. Yeah. Oh, he was not. I'm just good trolling through his masters record. Yeah. It's not bad. Bad. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, what four top tens in the last six years? So he obviously likes it. I wouldn't. Again, he's one of these. Well, in the olden days, you would have to. Say, oh, you have to. You have to hit it high. So not so much anyway because they hit it so far now. You yeah. know. He, so, um. Yeah, who not not in really great, that great form. I, you know, if you're if you're going form, you've got to look. You can't really look past Scheffler and McElroy. Yeah. Um. So the one I fancy, I don't fancy John Ram at all, actually. Um, because I don't think he's playing very well. He's kind of whatever he had at the start of the season. He's kind of lost it. Remember, it was only a month ago. 
I say I talk too much. But you remember all the hot takes. The, all, oh, John Ram. Will John Ram ever lose again? He's going to dominate. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah. He shot seven yeah. under. I think what what tournament was it? He shot uh, six, seven remember. under. Yeah. And Will it's John like, yeah. Ram ever lose again? <laughs> it was it was Bay Hill. Bay Hill. Was it? Yeah, Bay Hill. Yeah, and yeah. everybody's freaking out, and anyone seventy six. Yeah, he teed off at seven seven ten on a Sunday morning. He shot seventy four, and see yeah. you later. Um, so I, yeah, the one I like is uh, is Jason Day. Mm. Uh, he's the one I like. I think he's in top top form. Back in the motion. Yeah, he's in. I'm um, actually he's in top form and he's back. He, he, and he's he, he, I, I, off the top of my head. The year that Schwarzer won, Jason Day was leading until Schwarzer went off his head at the end. That's yeah. right. Uh, so, um, like, J- Jason Day is back. Jason Day is now back to full Jason Day. I don't think people appreciated yeah. how unbelievably talented J- full Jason Day is. Yeah. Like, when in 2015, he was the best player in the world. It yeah. was not close. No. And he was also a killer in big events. Yeah. He won a whole lot of really big events. He obviously won his PGA as well on top of that. And that was like the cherry on top. Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of devastated like that he's 22 to 1. I think that is... Yeah, the price is gone now. I it's short. Oh, has it gone? Oh, what's, it's his, short, what's the price yeah. now? 22 to 1. 22 is like he, he was 50, he was like, 60s he, for a long, yeah. long time. Oh, yeah. I, got him, I got him at 80 to 1. Um, not that long ago. I'm I'm thinking maybe like the farmers. I got yeah, I remember you had him, and his price was silly. It was hilarious. Like, yeah, and I think he posted he posted top ten. But yeah, I, I'm with you on that one, Lawrence. The other guy, I would I would. He doesn't have a huge amount of experience around Augusta. Okay, but he's shown some recent form, and also he's his game is made for Augusta. Is Minwoo Lee? I think his ceiling is extremely high. And I think how neat and tidy is he around the greens. He's a good putter. He's a great iron player. I really like him, even though... Unless he's in the lead, though. Unless he's in the lead, he might... Actually, no. Yeah, but you learn from that experience. You learn from that experience as well. He's also uh, 80-1, so that is very good value. I think it's a super... Like, if I'm looking at a top 10, a guy at a price who can post a top 10, I just really like... Well, I I would think top 10, but, you know, we'll see what happens when he he (laughs) He got to he saw the top of the world and looked like from the top of the leaderboard of the players and absolutely shit his pants. This is this is maybe a bit of a warped view and, and biased on my side, but the fact that he has that experience, surely you take away a lot of learnings um, from that experience. I think I take a lot, you know, I think it takes a lot of time to build that that uh what's constitution i don't think one one experience is enough and i don't think he's you know he's not like a generational talent who would be able to overcome that like rory did uh, you know after his masters blow up and went won the u.s open um the <laughs> i don't know if people forget, the year i think it was the year tiger went but patrick cantley uh was he went i think he birdied 16 or something or birdie 15 and went to the top of the leaderboard yeah. <laughs> Absolutely sunk. So he's a you know people are talking about him, but I always just say I don't think he has the fortitude. He doesn't have that you know constitution that would that would uh, if you find himself at the top of the leaderboard. I don't think he's got what it takes to to, to bring it home. But a guy like Day, I think he knows what it's like. Knows what it's like to, like like to win. He's actually got a pretty decent record. Um, although in the last couple of years he's not been himself. Uh, in the Masters, uh, well he didn't play the last one actually, and then he missed the cut twice before that. Finished T five in two thousand nineteen. I can't remember that. Must have been a backdoor job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he great game for Augusta. Phenomenal yeah. putter. Really sharp short game and hits a high. Yeah. You no know, one hits a long. Yeah, you know, well, he used to be very very long, but he's still. I mean, 
he's not short. Let's put yeah. it like that. So yeah, he, yeah. Three. Be, sorry, go on. Sorry, Lance. Go on. No, go on. Finish. finish no, up. I was just saying it. If you know, you boys probably will. You know, you might have got it at fifty-one, but I mean, twenty-two. Is it twenty-two? Twenty-eight. Yeah, that's, 20, that's what you know. If you're looking for something, yeah. If you're just looking for some kind of that value, uh, I don't know what it pays down. Is it pay top six, top seven, uh, top five on top most books? They're yeah. being stingy. The week of, the week of, you'll get much bigger. Um, uh, you'll get, you'll get top eight somewhere. Yeah, couple yeah. of names to throw at you, Lawrence. Uh, yeah. Jordan Speed. Thoughts on him defending? Well, not defending, but former. Unbelievable. I mean, just loves loves Augusta, but again, he's just got so, he's always got a mistake in him, you know. Yeah, he's so fun. He's so it's, fun. It's, oh, he speeds it like did oh. he? It's after becoming a verb now, because yeah, because he does it so often. He they're like, oh, he speeds that one. It's like like even in the match play, I saw Sam Burns hit a bad shot, and like I, I can't remember who it was another golf pro tweeted saying like, oh wow, he really speeded that one. I'm like, yeah. lad, that's bad if other pros are taking the pace so out of you, like you know. Yeah. He's so the, fun, Jesus! I love watching. Br- brilliant to watch, and uh, actually, his ball striking is getting pretty good. I don't have the no numbers good. in front of me, but it's getting Tita pretty Green, good. Tita Green, he's unbelievable. It's it's those um, two to five six. footers, Lawrence, that he can't. He well, can't. The, isn't it? Well, and the, but you look at he's brilliant. He's always been a brilliant greens reader, which he so he holds an extraordinary amount. Again, don't have the numbers, yeah. But you know, my sense of it is he holds an extraordinary number of 20, 20 25 footers. Yeah, oh. but. Yeah, he's standing over five foot, and you're just thinking, yeah. no chance. He's got a really peculiar, and I don't know if it's recent, but it was noted at the Valspar that he calls Michael Greller in for ten feet and in, and he does his thing beyond that, which which oh. probably points to the lack of confidence yeah. in those length of putts. And do you know what? Looking at it technically, putting strover, but it doesn't look that bad. It really doesn't. Look, it's not like no, it's it, Will Zalatoris or stuff, yeah. Yeah, but so he could I mean, be there. He could be up there. He could be. Will Zalatoris could be up there this week as well. I, I don't think so. He's uh, yeah, no. not not for me. I mean, again, great struggling. Thing. struggling. He, he, he's still he he the he had massive strain because his hands get so high. He puts massive strain in his lower back, and I think he's got a bit of a uh, like a, a pre Jason Day kind of situation where he's had to actually adapt the swing because yeah. he's told that if you are swinging this hard, this fast, this often. You're gonna really fuck yourself. So well, I'll swear to Zalatoris this year, even though he yeah. seems to move around there. He um he yeah, he had the back, I think he had the back fusion thing that Tiger had, which is pretty sinister at the age of 25, 26, yeah. or whatever he is. Um and he is you're yeah, right, he is changing his swing and probably going to cast and he's only you know, he basically he's swung the same way since he was a kid. So he, mm-hmm. this is golfing DNA. And he's trying to change that. He's trying to fight that DNA right now, which people can change. You know, but it you know it takes a long time, especially once you start changing that. You know, at that age, you know, even in the mid twenties, if you it's you start doable. fighting your DNA, it's doable. Yeah. But it takes a you know, not a lot of people have done it. Yeah, and, and, you, and it, it can't be it can't be done. I don't think in six months. Yeah, well, exactly. But um, yeah, yeah, great. But I mean, he did that brilliant. Was it last year? Brilliant finish. Um, yeah. And but yeah. Change and swing that part and stroke. I'm sorry, a guy alone. Yeah, I, I mean, a guy was puts of that. Sorry, go on. Can I throw one more name at you? Yeah, and then I'll stop. Uh, fellow countryman who has a really good record here, a lefty, Bobby Mack, has obviously not hit the heights the last couple of years. He struggled the last couple of years. I really fancied him 
on his debut and he, he was top 12. I think uh, I fancied him last time when he was tied 23rd. He gets in again this year. Do you think there's any kind of inspiration? I'm not talking about winning the championship. I'm talking about posting a really strong number. Um, and, and do you give credence to this fact that Augusta seems to be easier for lefties? I guess, I guess it is. In recent years, it's been easier, hasn't it? Mm, um, well, I'm trying to think. Well, he won, won the European. He, well, he won the Italian Open, didn't he? But that's yeah. that's a golf course. Have you seen that golf course? <laughs> that's about as far away from, uh, well, well, I'm sure it'll be it'll look a lot nicer. Yeah, it's as far away from Augusta as he possibly think. Yeah, he's a good, good record of major champions. Again, I'm looking at it here. I mean, Augusta, uh, yeah, I mean... T- Two appearances, two top 25s. That's pretty, pretty decent. He said, something, he said something. He was interviewed after his Sunday round on his debut, and he was actually down on himself because he said, I should have scored way better. I fucked this up. I, this place, I, I, I he, he was extremely comfortable on the course, he said. And he, it's yeah. something that just always stuck with me that it was only my debut, and I think I can figure this place out. Yeah, but I, I mean, if you're not saying that to yourself, then why are you playing professional golf? How well, that's but you know, but that's one of the great things. I, th- I think you... saying, saying that in a public forum is is quite a leap from saying that to to your mates. Um, I, I love Matt, Matt and Ty, the whole backstory. Oh, but, you know, the golf course he grew up on makes um, Macro is a, uh, I mean, it's a it's a goat track. Yeah, I mean, it absolutely is. <laughs> I mean, it's the weirdest. <laughs> little, but I mean, which is great. It helps him. You know, the thing about, uh, God, I can't even pronounce it. Anyway, it's in open and lots of hanging lies. You know, it's, you can see because there's, there's a lot of the same kind of topography at Augusta. I mean, two golf courses could not be further apart. But, but in terms of lies, height, up and down. So you can see why you, you probably go to a place like Augusta and think, well, you know what? I like this place. And he, he, you speak to anybody in the Scottish golf system, he is an unbelievably talented guy. He's got all. I mean, his technique yeah. is nothing. You know, you he look at it. So far too. Yeah, and, so and, yeah, and you know, very confident guy. But, I mean, has he really shown that much? You know, well, he's not. He's hardly playing the PGA Tour. I, I think he's world ranking. Well, he's, I think he came over at the end of last year. No, was no, it? He's having to go to the magical Kenya Open this season and play. Right. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, you know what? I mean, it's all part of the journey, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it is. I mean, he's again, he's not a generational talent, but you know, it's part of the journey. Matt Wallace won in the PG Tour last weekend. Is, Matt Wallace yeah. is playing in the Alps Tour not so long ago. Although I think I read it, the read the stats. He played nine times in the Alps Tour and won six out of nine tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he was probably playing. He was probably playing uh, uh, you know, below his uh, talents. I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't even. You know, I'd say, I'd say he'll, he'll end up on the Lithuanian tour as well. Well, there you go. Yeah. Oh, that's no, <laughs> don't nobody's going to get that joke. The, uh, yeah, I would never consider McIntyre to be a you know a contender or even you know he's not coming. People don't come from. Who was the last you know rank outsider to win at Augusta? I mean, Willis, I'd say, must be. Uh, Willis was a, here. I think Willis was a decent player at the time. He was a Rimmelman. Yeah, he was 66 to 1. Charles Swartzel was 90 to 1. So I'd say Swartzel was your last big time. Immelman was outsider. Again, I'm only going back to 2010 here, but yeah. Yeah, Yeah, again, Immelman, that was a weird. Immelman shot 75 in the final day of the Masters and won. That was a good, that was a goofy tournament. Yeah. He was a really great player, great pedigree. But that was a goofy tournament, no offence. And again, it was at the height of that Hootie Johnson redo of the Masters of the, mm-hmm. of a, of the golf course. 
which He's was, I mean, looking back, was an absolute fucking disaster. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, the, but that's the thing about Augusta. They can never, you know, they can't go in with the bulldozers after Hootie's Hootie's dead now. Uh, so they can do it. But Hootie stood down as chairman, still alive. His successor, Billy Payne, can come in and bulldoze all the changes. It's just that it would be, would yeah. not be the gentleman. I mean, it's an Augusta thing. would not be the gentleman thing to be done. So they... For those few years, they were stuck with that pretty dog shit of a golf course. Um, <laughs> and all what's happened now, they've gradually undone all the hooty stuff. And you know, they're trying to take it back to you know a bit more of a traditional master. And having said that, we haven't even talked about the length of your 13th hole. It, it, yeah, yeah be- I'm just going to bring that up because I know there was like, was it, I think Scotty was, was quite critical of it last week and said, you know, it, it it's so long that not many guys are actually now going to be having a nudge until. Yeah, well, you know what? The whole point, well, two things. One, lengthening the hole. What are Augusta do? I mean, it cost them 25 million to buy that land off Augusta Country Club, put the tee back there 40 yards back. You know, subliminally, I think they're sending a message out. This is all goes to the whole ball stuff. You know, this is what we had to do to protect the most famous par five, in golf, yeah. the 13th mm-hmm. at Augusta, the greatest power five in golf. They had to lengthen it by 40 yards. I don't know what Scheffler's bothering about or complaining about. Do you, do you want uh, Scott Stallings to be down there with a lob wedge? Which, <laughs> which is what happened. He, 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 you bombed it over the trees. On, was it Stallings? It was one of these guys or somebody. I know Bubba would, would swing that. You know, yeah, uh, Bubba yeah. would do outrageous cut over the trees. Already, yeah. yeah. And, and then he had a lob wedge into the 13th. That's absurd. So by taking the tee back, what it's now uh, you heard Rory talking about it. You, you know, you're now landing in that area, that you know, five iron distance. Okay, um, you can hit driver, you don't have to turn it around the corner, but you're not going to get past the corner. So you and that where that ball lands, you're going to get a, a hanging lie, right? Yeah. Or you know, it, bring, it brings the players into that area of doubt. You know, to have a, give yourself a chance of an eagle, you're going to have to take on a really Really tough shot, like okay. back in the day, potentially well, one well, of whatever you know, any, whatever. And um, you know, five iron off a hanging lie with a masters on the line is you know, that's a that's what champions are made of. Yeah, you know, that's what champions, you know, Scotty Sheffield. What I don't understand what he's complaining about. Do you want to be the champion? You know, if you man up, buddy, um, <laughs> no, but it's true. He's, yeah, he's, too busy, he's too busy preparing his master's dinner. And, well, uh, yeah, but, the, but the so that brings in that area of doubt, which is what a great hole should do. You know, yeah. will I go for it? I, I don't know if you remember. I think it would have been, was it been 96? Faldo standing there, lay up or go for it, lay up or go for it. You know, lay up or go for it. And I think he eventually went with it with a three iron, got over the, again, I might be getting confused over the year. But, you know, so you have that whole thing puts, players in that area of doubt, which is a great thing. It restores the value of the hole to a certain yeah. extent. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so it's a shame it costs $25 million to do it. Nah, pocket change. That's not a change to us. I don't yeah. mind. Pocket change. Pocket change. Um, if we finish, right, and, and I'll start off on this because I'll give you a bit of time to, to scramble and, and prepare. Um, give me your winner. Give me two to three guys that are going to feature on the leaderboard and then give me a, a long shot that can, you know, somewhat contend. Um, so I'm going to start. I'm going to start off. I'm going to say Rory McIlroy is going to complete the the career Grand Slam. He's going to win probably by 
probably by f- five to six shots uh, comfortably. <laughs> Stop, on, lad. On... <laughs> he's not beating Scottish ever by five or six shots. Like uh, no, no, actually, he's going to win it on the bridle. He's on the bridle. He's going to win it. Um, I'm going to say. Scotty Scheffler will fade on the weekend. He'll make the cut, but he, he won't do anything. He'll be too distracted by his uh whatever he has to do. Um names to throw up there as possible contenders. Cameron Young, I'm gonna throw out as one. Um oh Maddie Fitz, I think is has a as a game for uh Augusta and then Hideki Matsuyama, I'm gonna give a little squeak to as well. Those three around the 40 to 1 mark. And my long shot, who I, I don't think should be a long shot, is Adam Scott. Adam Scott is 80 to 1 um, to win the Masters this year. So those those are my five. Adam Scott, uh, Matty Fitz, Hideki, uh, Cameron Young, and then Rory to take home the big prize. So if anyone else, if anyone else is ready. Yeah, yeah, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. Bomber, I, yeah. I'm ready. So obviously winner Scottish Scheffler is gonna win it from <laughs> from the first tee of the first hole on the first day. No. Um I think Rory McRoy might miss the cut, maybe. Um no, I'm joking. Um I think Scotty will win. I think Rory will do his usual shits on the first day or two, but ends up getting the top five <laughs> or six, like 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 he always does. Second last year, bro. Um backdoor. And then I think people who will feature. <laughs> Um, I actually, I'm actually going to say Sam Burns will have feature. I, I was very impressed with him at the uh, match play. Um, I thought he had some very good shots, and he looked like he was the Sam Burns when he was winning numerous tournaments last year. Now saying that he did absolutely shit the bed at the Masters, um, last year, but I do think at thirty three to one, that's a pretty good price. I agree with Steve in uh, Matsuyama. He does seem to really like it around here. Um, so I'm going to add him in. Um, I'm so on the fence about Jordan Smeet. I love him so much. I just don't think his putting is where it used to be or where it needs to be for him to really feature. Um, and I'm going to go with my long shot. I'm actually going to go Ryan Fox, <laughs> which <laughs> means... <laughs> and I, I explain why, right? I explain why. <laughs> I think Ryan Fox is going to win the Valero this week. I think he's going to have a lot of confidence going into uh, the uh, into Augusta. And I think at 150 to 1, he's a great price for an old top 10. Will he, will he really win? No. But I think he'll surprise a lot of people this week. And by the way, Lawrence, me and Donica backed Ryan Fox about 10 times last year in which he should have won. Yeah. I nearly threw my laptop out the window. When I think he, I had him backed every time he was second. Literally like, every time every he was. And time. I had him backed when he was like three shots ahead. It was at the Dutch Open. And he absolutely shot the bit on mm. the 18th. Like I, I, like, I think, Steve, you had the guy who ended up winning it. Um, Jeez, that's not like me, you know, bro. It was, it was, was it like a French? I can't remember. Perez, Perez Pere, maybe. Yeah. And, oh, I was so angry at him. But look, I'm giving him another chance. So I do think he's going to do very well at the Valero this week. I think he'll do a, he'll do better than expected at the Masters. So he's my outside pick. Has he played the Masters before? Is, that, is this his first nope. Masters? No, yep. he's never. Yeah, this is his first Masters. Zero um, chance. Sorry. Can, can, can I go <laughs> under the premise that we're saving the best to last? I'm saving the uh, Yeah, go on. We're saving the best to last. Right, I'm going to ignore the top three. Oh, sorry, can I quickly interrupt just for our, for listeners? Yes. Ryan Fox, Eddie Pepperell, European Tour 14 Club Challenge on YouTube. It's at my hinge. It's the greatest. <laughs> I, swear, I swear to God, 
in terms of shot making, you've got to go and watch it. Eddie Pepperell, Ryan Fox, La Hinch, European Tour 14 Club Challenge. Unbelievable. I am going to watch that right after. I bet you're going to watch that straight afterwards. (laughs) Right. Ignoring the top three. Winner. I'm going to go with Jason Day. I think he's back. I'm I'm just going to leave that there. I'm going to take Jason Day. Featuring, I think Cam Young is going to play really, really well this week. And I... I think Sunjay is 50 to 1 on the exchange and is under the radar. And I think Sunjay is going to knock around as well. Mm. Uh, I might throw out one more um, guy who I think will go well. I do think Sam Burns is going to go well as well. Uh, and then my long shot, I've already said it. I'm going to I'm going to talk about Minwoo Lee. I think he's going to he's going to do top 20. I think he I would fancy him to do top 10. I don't think he wins it. Um, so, yeah, I'll leave the floor. Now, best to last. Well, uh, I, Scott Sheffield's going to win the Masters. Uh, I just think yeah, he's yeah. just playing, playing, but he's a pro winner around there. He, uh, he just looks like a complete killer. It's really yeah. odd. I mean, has there been a more aesthetically unappetizing swing in the top golfer? I can't remember the last time somebody's looked so bad. Or demeanor, demeanor, Lawrence, or, or interviews, or it just gives you nothing. You know what I mean? He just, just has it all together. Yeah. I, to tell you what, we go on about caddies and all that, but switching to Ted Scott mm. a year, I mean, there's you can, you know, it's there in front of you. You can just draw the line. The correlation is completely, you, you know, hires Ted Scott, um, Watson's Bubba's old caddy, wins six, seven times in the next 16. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know that that so you know with I, I think he's got it. I think I think Ted's it's so used to lack of convention as well. Yeah, the uh, the and the um, I, I mean I think we missed it. I was everybody was gagging for it last week. A final a match play final between Scheffler and McIlroy. I think it could come down to that. That would be absolutely stunning. I just hope that one of them doesn't start. You know, five or six shots ahead of the other. You know, in terms of obviously, I would love it if Rory was five or six shots because then Rory's going to win it. Although, um, so I think it's going to come down to that. I think the other contender is going to be Jason Day, Max Homa. I mm. think Day definitely, for the reasons already stated, Homa is playing really well. I think he's gagging to get himself in that conversation. I think he's, I think Niall mentioned that yesterday he's the number six in the world now or something. That's which is like talking about backdooring a top 10 in the world. Uh, so I, I think he uh, he's worthy. He's got an all round game that I think suits Augusta. Uh, desperate to kind of prove himself. He's talked a lot about, you know, this is my year. I've done this. I've done that. I've now got to step up and to be, you know, one of those players. So I think this this could be his chance. Outsiders, I like Keith Mitchell. I think mm. he's a really played played well at Riviera. A really great ball striker. I not again. I don't have the stats in front of me, but yeah, again, he's he's going to be long enough to contend at Augusta. And he's number so, one, Lawrence. Number one strokes gained off the tee, Keith Mitchell, all season. So he's he's yeah. going to give himself some chances. It's, it's the approach game with him that is a maybe a question mark. But yeah, great. He, job uh, golf, and my live uh, my live golf, my outsider, my live golf is uh, Abram Anser. I think he's a phenomenal mm. player. Really goes under the radar. Great guy, by the way. I know that I know him terribly well, but as a pal of mine, knows him really well, and he's just guy loves golf. Phenomenal player. Uh, I, I don't actually, I don't even know how he's doing a live golf, but I'm sure he's doing pretty good. Uh, he would be somebody that I would have a look at. The one, right, watch out for this, right? I'm, what was it, the year that, um, I think it was 15 or 16 when Bryson uh, went to Augusta as an amateur. I think he was the uh, US amateur champion. I think it was 2016. He went there. I think he was in, inside the top 10 for a, a large part of the week. I think this kid, Gordon Sargent, next week, who, who won the NC2A championship as a freshman. 
uh, the kid out of Vanderbilt, I spoke about him earlier. I think he could surprise a few people next week. He is a phenomenal player. They reckon he's the best uh, talent coming out of college golf since John Ram. He so people oh. watch, watch out for him. Uh, actually, I didn't even realize Matt McLean is in the field as well. I, I didn't realize he won the U.S. Uh, is he from Dublin? I think he is. He won the U.S. Uh, Medan last year, so he's in the field. That'll be brilliant, brilliant for him. So I'll be keeping it. I love all the amateurs. I just love watching all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's um, great. So Gordon Sargent, look out for him. I wouldn't say put any money on him. He's obviously not going to win it, but he could. Uh, he could. Um, he could turn a few heads next week. So I think it's going to be absolutely brilliant. But then don't we go into the Masters every year and go? It's just you're licking your chops. Yeah. There's so many storylines, so many guys who you think, oh, they're playing great. He's going to win it. Oh my God, if he just doesn't win it, go. anyway, can't wait. Counting the minutes. Buzzing, 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 buzzing. Exactly. Uh, any other, any other takes other than than Rory's going to win the Masters, boys? Any other? Actually, one thing, actually, there's one thing I really want to say really quickly is that uh, Sam Burns, after winning the match play, is now uh, number 10 in the world and he knocks out uh, Justin Thomas for the first time in six years. He's been outside mm-hmm. of the uh, top 10. So maybe Justin Thomas might have something to uh, prove this, uh, at, at the Masters next week. I, I thought it was significant. He didn't trap for the uh, he didn't trap for the match play last week. That was a bit odd. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. would you not why would you not go to that? So he's He's not playing this week, I don't think, is he? I can't imagine. Him I don't think he's playing at the player either. No, no, he's not. So no. I mean, again, two weeks off, going into the Masters, you know, you want, you wonder about that. I would just be slightly. I mean, I know he's always low key and always. I wonder if Tiger will show up. I wonder if Tiger. I mean, obviously he'll show up for the the, the bun fight or the dinner. The bun. That's <laughs> <laughs> the dinner. But the uh, we didn't talk about that, by the way. Uh, no, yeah, it was one of the things. Yeah, sure. Look, there's so, too many things to talk about. But yeah, so I, I just, I, I kind of wonder. I mean, his, you know, we'll see. It'd be great if he came, but you know, what? he was limping pretty badly the last time he really? was out playing. Yeah. That's the only thing. Augusta's a hell of a walk. Yeah. Well, we say that. And tell you what, he was lim- actually Riviera where he showed where he trapped. He, uh, it's a walk up the hill, but it's it's a pretty flat piece of property, and he looked to be really. You know, toiling by the end of it. Yeah, it was um, tough to watch actually a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Right, I think. Sorry, I just want to say one 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 thing really quickly. Sorry, Steve. Um, speaking of you were saying live golfers to watch out for one person, I want to mention really quickly because I see he's like ninety to one. Louis Oosthuizen, lads, is someone who shows up at majors a lot. He also won, was it two or three weeks ago in on the live tour? I could be uh, wrong. That was a, that was a um, while. I, he did win, but that I think that was the tail end of last year. Was it? Listen to us. We've got all the live knowledge at our fingertips. I know. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> but yeah, it was. It, I knew he was around, and it was meant to be a complete joke or something of a of a win. But I don't know. He's always someone when it comes to majors who just shows I mean, up out of the has, blue, like so. He has, handed, the, he has the grand he, slam of seconds, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> handed, handed John Ram the US Open there a couple of years ago. Remember that? Yes, I do. Me and yeah. Donnie. Oh, yeah, when John Ram sank a 44 point. footer at the second last screen. Handed yeah, it yeah. to him, yeah. Handed it to him. Yeah. Well, um, look, Lawrence, can I just say it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Yeah. I'm looking forward to, um, to, to Rory putting the green jacket on Sunday week and uh, we'll, we'll <laughs> hope to have you back on maybe to recap once yeah. once Rory does. Um, yeah. If if and when he does, we'll have you back on. If not, I'll, se- I'll set my calendar for 20, 20 36 then. Okay, uh, yeah, never, Donnie. Yeah. yeah, twenty never, go. like because you never yeah. win. But yeah, there we go. Lauren, so much Lauren. fun. Appreciate Thank it. you so much again. Pleasure. Yeah, no Jack. bother. Yeah, you too, guys. All the best. Fun. Cheers, boys. All right, guys. So, um, 
Lawrence Donegan, what a man. Absolutely love chatting to Lawrence. Uh, great insight, great stories, always. Hope you enjoyed that, because we definitely did. We always do. Um, moving to this week, I know next week is Masters Week, and that's kind of all we care about as well. Let's be totally fucking honest. But we are in Texas this week. The Valero Texas Open. We have a couple of picks. We've had a look at a little bit of data. Um, so we're going to tag this on. Uh, and yeah, so I'm going to hand over to Steve, who is our man who understands what the hell's going on in Texas with the golf course. I think if you get John Ram in the final group on Sunday, I think he stands on next and he's going to get it done. Because the winner this week is going to be my, my one and done pick. I put put it on Twitter, put, put my put my cards down on, on the line. I'm going for Rory McIlroy. I'm actually, I'm hopping aboard the Billy Ho uh, oh. train. He's 28, so I think you can get him. Straight off the bat, not even going to waste time. Paul Casey and Sam Burns, previous winners, both over 22 to 1. I think that's an absolute value bet there. My third pick um, is Hideki Matsuyama. I got him at 18s this morning. Steve. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! All right. <laughs> Texas. <laughs> the Valero Texas Open, Donny, is uh, sponsored by. Valero uh, takes place at TPC. Yeah, yeah. Takes place at TPC San Antonio. It is a seven thousand four hundred and thirty-eight yard par seventy-two. It is a Greg Norman design. Um, maybe we can get your thoughts later on on, on Greg Norman. Um, uh, hard pass. Okay. Um, it is uh, Poa Trivialist screens. If that makes sense to people. Um. Okay, perfect. Um, the keys here are tight, tree-lined fairways, um, so you need to be somewhat accurate off the tee. Um, if we look back to former winners, we had Jordan Speed win it uh, 18 under par. No, sorry, just come back to 2021, we had Jordan Speed win it. JJ Spawn won it last year, 2022. Um, Jordan Speed won it 18 under par. Uh, Corey Connors, the Monday qualifier, won it. Uh, 2019, Andrew Landry um, won it in 20, 2018, Kevin Chappell won it in 2017, Charlie Hoffman 2016, Jimmy Walker uh, won it in 2015. So going back through the last, uh, what's that, 11, 12 years, the average winning price has been 105 to 1. Um, so that might give you a little bit of an insight as to what we can expect. Uh, potentially this week, especially wow. with Masters Week. Yeah, especially with yeah. Masters Week inside. Yeah. We, all, we all want to fill the kitty um, ahead of Masters Week. Yeah, like, and I imagine obviously that jumped up last year because JJ Spawn won at a 200 to one last year. Yeah, that yeah. was prior. That That is prior to um, to Spawn winning. So I can run you through wow. the odds um, really quickly. So we have a, it's not a great field, but it's, it's, it's a decent um, field, which is headed by Tyrrell Hatton. Um, coming off the back of a disappointed enough match play, I think people people oh, might really say. Fancy. I know you really mm, fancy them. Yeah. yeah, well, you did all right, Donny. To be fair, um, Tyrrell Hatton twelve to one, Siwoo Kim sixteens, uh, Ricky Fowler eighteens, Corey Connors twenty twos. Hideki surprisingly enough showing up the week before Masters week, um, is twenty two to one. Davis Riley twenty fives, Taylor Montgomery twenty fives, Chris Kirk twenty eights. JJ Spawn, who was two hundred to one last year, is now thirty to one um, to go back to back this year. Then you have Matt Kuchar, Aaron Roy, Alex Naren, Ben Griffin, Brendan Todd, uh, Matt Wallace, who won last week, is forties along with 
Ryan Fox as well. So pretty open event. I think the general overview from my perspective anyway, not going to get involved heavily this week, but I, I think it's one to, to back the, the bigger prices and possibly avoid the, the top of the market yeah. and save a bit of money for next week. But our boy Donny has some fantastic stats. He's been. I got a couple. You know, I just have a couple. I just have a couple, but um, it's really interesting that average price. Like this mm-hmm. is okay. So, listeners, I've not done this, <laughs> but this is a week to get after big numbers. So we might. I'll give you four picks, and might have a quick look at guys who are like one hundred and fifty to one plus. I mentioned a couple of names. Um, feeling confident this week. Obviously, last week was great for me. I had both Cam Young and Sam Burns. So I got to the final knowing that I was going to be having a healthy week. So that was nice. So let's try and get to the Masters going for a hat-trick. Uh, right. So in terms of data, uh, just two data points that I thought were really interesting um, in terms of greens and regulation and stroke gained approach. So um, four of the last seven winners here have been in the top three greens and regulation. There was a couple of exceptions to that, notably Jordan Speed managed to scramble his way to the title by only being 55th in greens of regulation, which is a real misnomer because um, generally you need to hit a lot of greens around TPC Antonio. Uh, and then also for the last seven winners were top 10 strokes gained approach. And twice in that time of the last seven winners, uh, the the leader of strokes gained approach also led uh, won the, the tournament. The only exception to that was Andrew Landry and Corey. Oh yeah, sorry, Andrew Landry and Corey Connors were the two who uh, won, having led strokes gained approach as well. So I'm looking at greens regulation. I'm looking at approach. I'm also looking at guys who put well. Um, winning scores can fluctuate a little bit, usually mid to high teens though. So there are birdies to be had. In terms of picks, uh, so first. A bit, uh, a bit of heart here, but also I think head. It's a pretty good pick. Ricky Fowler. He's only twenty two to one, but he's playing really, really solid. Like five top twenties in the last six weeks. Also a second in the Zozo back in November. Um, of the field playing this week, he's he's fifth on approach this season and twelfth in putting over the last three months. Playing really well. Twenty two to one. Let's get Ricky into the into the Masters. So there's one spot left to fill in the Masters, and it will go to whoever wins this, if they aren't already qualified, of course. Uh, so I like Rick Feller, 22 to 1. Uh, I'm having Alex Noren as well at 45s. So of guys playing this week, he's seventh in putting over the last six months. Um, and he's actually fourth tee to green in the last six months of guys who are playing. So that's excluding. Brian, yeah. Yeah, Rory and Scotty. And yeah, so... But of the guys playing, like he's the sixth best guy striping it uh, so far in the last six months. And uh, the big negative on on Naren is his driving actually is kind of rubbish and he's really struggling off the tee at the minute. But the fact that you don't, really need to be, yeah, you don't need to be that accurate around here off the tee. Um, it correlates lower than average, quite a bit lower than average, the PGA Tour average of if a guy hits fairways, is he going to win? So don't mind that. Alex Naren at 45 to 1. Third pick, um, Cam Davis, right? Really interesting situation with Cam Davis. He was in the press a couple of weeks ago and he said, and I quote, I've been unwell for the first couple of months of the year. Haven't really been able to practice much. I let a few things get to me. Don't know the specificity of what that illness was, fatigue or burnout or mental side. I'm not sure, but he's rebounded the last couple of weeks. So like he was, he was tied sixth at the players and he was 12th the week before that. 
Um, and then last week he beat Tom Hoagie, who's playing really well in the match play. He beat Aaron Wise and he lost to Xander, so he didn't win his group. But in fairness, Xander shot seven under when he bet him. And he yeah. uh, so so you know, that's just Xander playing really, really, really good golf. Uh 65 to one Cam Davis is, and he's like he's a PGA Tour winner. He's a seriously good player if he's fit, healthy, raring to go. I think 65 to 1 in this field is a big ass price. And I'm trying to catch Cam on the way back after the troubles that he's had. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. And, Interesting yeah. indeed. And then last guy I'm picking, I picked him earlier this year at ATT and he was top 10. Bo Hostler, 70 to 1, fourth here last year. He's made the last four cuts around here as well. Um, he's been putting quite poorly of late, which is strange because Bo Hostler last season was fifth in putting. He's 76 this year. So I like the fact that he's had a blip on the putter, which means there's big value to have. The rest of his game's not in bad shape. If he can fix the putter, then we should have a really, really good value bet at 70 to 1. So there to four. I'm going to throw Ryan Fox in. So as you heard earlier, we were talking to Lawrence. Bruce thinks Bruce picked Ryan Fox for Augusta, even though it's his, he's it's his given favorite. him the title. He's given him the title. Yeah, ah, do you know what? Ballsy move, ballsy move, especially after how many, many times Ryan Fox burned us last year. But uh, his game really is well suited here, even though he's never played it before. Bit wild off the tee, but hits it long. Very good arm player, decent putter, can get amongst it. Doubts over his finishing ability. I think he's 50 to 1. So there's five for you, Ricky Fowler. Alex Noren, Cam Davis, Bo Hostler, Ryan Fox. And if we're looking at, like, do you have anyone, like, at a big-ass price that you think is... is a, do you know a what, Donny? Do you know what? I have... I picked out... Now, to be fair, I haven't done uh, as much, uh, much research as you have, but I have picked out three to catch the eye at decent prices. So, number one, Taylor Pendrith, 70 oh, to Lord. one. Yeah, ball striker... He's going to win soon enough. I think this could be the type of event that he could win, sneak his way into the Masters, maybe inspired by his uh, his fellow Canadian, Corey Connors, winning a couple of years ago. Um, so, yeah, Taylor Pendrith will be my main bet, 70 to 1. Pick number two would be Ryan Palmer, um, Texas native, fantastic win player. Uh, and I'm sure that the wins are going to be up this week. Um, so I'm going to take Ryan Palmer to do something in his, in his home state at 80s. And last but not least is the worst man ever to bet on, but it is a, an approach player's course. I'm going to take Emiliano Brio, 100 to 1. <laughs> I think he can do something. He's going to, like, he has to win at some point. He has to do, the way he's playing T to green is phenomenal, so he's going to do something, but whether it's this week or not, we will see. But 100 to 1 in this type of field, um, I, I would recommend taking as many places as possible for Grio, even if you have to suffer the price, but he's a uh, 100 to 1. So yeah, the three for me, Grio, um, Sorry, Grio, Taylor Pendrith, and Ryan Palmer. Three picks. Yeah, I actually like all of them. I'll throw two big darts out. Um, not data backed. I, I like Austin Smotherman at 150s. Mm-hmm. I think that's yep. big in this kind of field. And there was another one that I saw there that was like that was interesting. Do, 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 do. Where the fuck is it? Where is he? La, 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 la. Yeah, so. I really rate this kid. Ash K. Batia, you know, he's kind mm-hmm. of a he's he's making a big name for himself. Um lefty hits a long way. He was really competitive last week, wasn't he, on the corn ferry? Or yeah, he, anyway, he's a hundred to one. On the PJ, yeah, the Corrales, he was he was up there for a long time, but just couldn't yeah. couldn't deliver. Yeah. yeah. And uh, geez, he's a really exciting golfer. Um athletic, 
yeah, really kind of compelling kind of guy. So 101 for him, and um, that dart at 150 on uh, Smotherman. I don't think I'm going to back them, but just to name them. Yeah, a couple of darts thrown out there. But yeah, look, this is this is a sideshow to it's a side to show. next week. It is. We're um, be nice to to stock the stock the money pile for next week. But you That's know, in, in all reality, it's about get through this week, maybe get lucky, and then go big on Rory to win it next week. Yeah, that's what we'll try to do. So that's a wrap for this week. Thanks again to Lawrence. We just love chatting to that man. What an absolute gent and such a knowledgeable dude. Um, love to have them on. Hope you enjoyed that conversation. Next week's the big one. We'll obviously be back. We'll do our full preview. Might have a couple of surprises or two uh, as well. With the Masters coming along, we would be remiss of us not to mention our socials. So Twitter, Finders Fairway, um, Instagram, we're the Finder, Fairway Finders Pod. And then lastly, but most importantly, if you enjoy listening to us, we love doing this. It's great crack. We hope you enjoyed as well. Uh, if you could give us a review on Spotify, on Apple, Anchor, wherever you're listening to your podcasts, that would mean a huge amount to us. Um, and we'll hopefully, we'll see you next week on the back of winning a, just a regular tour event and have the coffers stocked. Yeehaw! Just take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's, there's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? And wherever I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Oh! Jordan, he's he's done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open Champion.